Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by Cloudera and Intel. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're looking at data in motion and how the evolution of big data analytics is expanding the ability for public sector agencies to make more intelligent use of their data. Our guests today include Sean Beerweiler, president of Cloudera Government Solutions, a leader in enterprise-scale data engineering, machine learning, and analytics. Sean has led numerous engineering and business development programs in the public sector for more than 15 years with companies like Raytheon, Red Hat, and Hortonworks, and now heads Cloudera's government solution business worldwide. Sean, welcome to the program. Thanks, Wyatt. It's great to be here. And uh, also joining us today is Henry Sowell, CIO for Cloudera Government Solutions. Henry has held various leadership positions with the U.S. Marine Corps, served as a major technology advisor with the FBI for nearly a decade, and for the past four years, directed solutions engineering at Hortonworks, which merged with Cloudera earlier last year. Henry, welcome to the program. Thanks, Wyatt. Happy to be here. Super. Well, I know both of you just concluded a standing room only government summit on the evolution of data management and the cloud in the public sector. Sean, let me ask you first, what were among the most notable developments in the world of big data analytics that you heard discussed there or are seeing generally that are reshaping how federal agencies are actually collecting, storing and processing big data? Well, it's certainly been a fast-moving and exciting couple of years in the data space. You know, you mentioned the event that we had earlier in the week, and I think that attendance and that overwhelming reception by the audience really demonstrated the interest level in, in this topic. With specific regards to macro developments within this space... I think one of the most important advancements has been the the broad recognition of the need of having a comprehensive and independent data strategy. We've seen this initiated across the globe with most countries, including each of the five I nations, having published federal guidelines around their data strategies. A bit closer to home, we saw the recent release of the federal data strategy in the 2020 action plan, which will begin to lay the structural foundation for which our data strategy and our data framework can be established. Just to follow up on that, what do you see as the biggest challenges in accomplishing the federal data strategy plan and perhaps some of the biggest opportunities? So I'll start with the opportunities. We've seen and we believe that data has the power to make what is impossible today possible tomorrow. And again, just looking back to the event earlier this week, I believe we're not alone in sharing that vision and that uh, interpretation. With an independent data strategy and enterprise data framework, one that is equipped with security and governance, one that is capable and interoperable with any cloud or hardware provider, one that spans your multifunction analytic purposes, and one that is open, both in terms of open source, open architecture, and open framework, the opportunities are not just possible, they're obtainable and they're endless. The challenges that we see in this space are often more cultural uh, and evolve around breaking down those organizational and, and data silos. Another challenge exists just in the federal workforce and ensuring that the training and certification exists uh, on these more modernized technologies. Well, Henry, from your perspective on the engineering side, what else are you seeing in the way of notable developments in big data management and analytics that government agencies really need to consider in their IT modernization planning? So there's a number of different pieces that we've been seeing. You know, over the last 10 years, big data technologies have been tackling some of the world's hardest problems. Incredible benefits that we've seen in the government from tackling cancer research to defending the homeland. All of these things have 
had security and governance as a key cornerstone. The complexities, though, of moving into hybrid deployments, multi-cloud environments mean that a lot of these security and governance solutions often get broken down into security and governance for what's here on-premise and then another solution for what's in the cloud. And and these things create complexities and non-standard approaches across an enterprise environment. And that's just not okay. And so one of the things that we've seen is a continued enterprise maturity to having a a shared uh, security and governance experience across these different deployments, uh, dealing with metadata schemas, migration, security, uh, and other governance needs. So that's been a big and ongoing development. The other piece is around multifunction maturity. And by that, I mean, we see a lot of point solutions in the big data space for handling specific use cases. But one of the needs that we've seen is for platforms that can handle multiple different use cases, including streaming, data engineering, data warehousing, machine learning, and AI. And it's one of the things here at Claro that has become a huge focus for us because we've been seeing that need, right? When you have single point solutions, you know, that each have their own security and governance models, it becomes that much more difficult to manage. And so having a platform that has multifunction capabilities and has that consistent security and governance uh, across those becomes really important. And I think the third point, you know, we're seeing more adoption, more exploration, and more enterprise workloads moving towards is hybrid and multi-cloud approaches. Many of the executives that we're working with in the government are understanding some of the complexities of multi-cloud and inter-cloud deployment and are looking to avoid pitfalls in terms of performance issues, unplanned cost overruns, and difficulties with integration. So there's been a lot of work that has been focused into making multi-cloud deployments possible and much easier. Well, let's talk about some maybe practical examples of how we're seeing that unfold. Sean, where are you seeing, for example, data playing a, a more leading role in IT modernization at federal agencies? Well, Henry just touched on some really great practical examples and applications that we see, whether in law enforcement, medical industry, security. One of my favorite examples when you look at modernization to discuss is the U.S. Census Bureau. And I think this is so relevant and pertinent because it's going to touch every one of our households this year. Census partnered with Cloudera, amongst other vendors and partners in the space, to to build an enterprise data lake that they use to bring together uh, and efficiently analyze petabytes of data that are collected from handheld devices, digital streams, as well as your traditional paper formats that are going to all go into this upcoming 2020 census. As part of that event, they will collect, process, analyze, and make available for consumption data on more than 330 million residents across 140 million households. Additionally, this event is going to be one of the first of its kind that's going to be conducted largely online with the utilization of those handheld and digital devices. So not only is it doing more, but it's doing more differently, and it's going to really uh, expand and increase the applicability of the data that it's collecting. Interesting. We'll look forward to seeing how that unfolds. We've also been hearing how big data can also help agencies and enterprises gain more predictive insights about their operations. And we've been hearing that for a while now. Can you point to some examples of that in the public sector? Yeah, absolutely. The various departments of transportation and other agencies and enterprises have been using analytics for a means of condition-based maintenance or predictive analytics for years now. We've been seeing this application take 
residents in the Department of Defense where they're able to use their legacy data of decades of mission information and records about uh, their maintenance performance and pull that together with real-time information off of the sensors to provide a more proactive condition-based maintenance capability. We have Department of Defense customers doing this right now. We have a broad number of customers and partners in the state and local space as well. What's really exciting about this is the results are incredibly tangible and they're incredibly fast and real to realize, both in the areas of safety um, as well as in a reduction in their maintenance costs. Another great example around predictive insights is cybersecurity. Many may not think of cybersecurity as a big data use case, but it absolutely is. There are a huge number of endpoints and significant data collection and processing requirements when you look into the cybersecurity world. We're working with many of the leaders in the government community around cybersecurity, not only to help them scale from a data collection and storage perspective, but also to help them find innovative ways of using machine learning and AI And we do that to do a number of different innovative things, uh, such as profiling users, servers, and activities on their networks. And and the whole goal is to, rather than only using rule-based approaches to identify bad actors, you can actually use machine learning to create a profile of different events that are occurring with your network to identify anomalous activity that you may not have seen before. That helps to reduce the time for identifying and preventing access to bad actors. Well, finally, gentlemen, I'm curious, how would you say that the merger of Cloudera and Hortonworks is making it easier for government agencies to produce more actionable intelligence to meet their missions? Uh, Henry, maybe we could start with you. You know, I think as any merger, especially of two you know former competitors, there was a lot of work that we were doing to compete against each other. And I think one of the major benefits that we saw from a merger was actually us taking the fight in the same direction. And that made for some significant benefits to our government customers, everything from their cloud experience to innovation in computing storage to containerization and streaming and and machine learning AI. Um, All of those pieces in this last year following the merger made significant strides to bring new innovation and ease of use into the community. And, And I think our government customers are going to directly benefit from that. And Sean, from your perspective, what else would you add to that? Yeah, I'll just expand a bit. The merger really presented a truly comprehensive enterprise data platform that will address all of our customers' data across all of their environments to include across any of the cloud instances on-prem with any data type. And so it's an incredibly powerful resource asset and capability to have a data platform and a strategy that does not discriminate against a data type, source, format, or overall location. Most importantly, though, our capabilities have the security and governance necessary that will span across our customers' use cases and applications of that data to include data science, machine learning, and AI. Looking ahead, you know, I don't expect to see a slowing pace of innovation and adoption by our customers at all. I expect to see continued exploration into the art of the possible. The ROI continue to expand as our customers and agencies realize the value of what is possible when their entire data is accessible, enrichable, and employable to assist and expand these critical missions. You know, I expect and look forward to continuing to partner with our customers to continue to make what is truly impossible today, possible tomorrow. 
Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there. But Sean Beerweiler and Henry Sowell, uh, thanks so much for joining us to talk about data in motion and also its place in IT modernization in government. Uh, we'll also like to thank Cloudera and Intel for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage on IT modernization and data in government on fedscoop.com and on our FedScoop radio channels at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. See you next time.